And I am the head of the table, the tribal chief. You want to laugh, Russo? Yes, y'all Heard any good news lately? It's time to light the fuse and blow the roof off on a controlled demolition on the pro wrestling world. Arthur Ashe Stadium, the big payoff, a night of champions, and a night of death of careers in WWE. It's time to break it all down here on Mean Media Group, channelattitude.com. Come at me, Don. Come at me. <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, what's good, guys? And I just wrapped up what could be one of the best Friday locker rooms in the history of Hameen Media Group. And not just because of, you know, everything that's going down. Sorry. Group. I know. Group. Um, it's a big day here uh, Thursday, the uh, September 21st, 2023, Thursday. And uh, right now in the middle of a lot of uh, layoffs of WWE and NXT talent and uh very, very uh, hot-button topics. Uh, also announcing a deal where uh, SmackDown is going to USA and then some uh, follow-up that USA and – or, excuse me, the NXT and, and Raw may not be on USA. Very interesting and strange moves by NBC Universal, and uh, there may be time for another email to some high-level uh, players over there because uh, they definitely don't seem to have a roadmap for success going forward. So – uh, with all uh, this, there's always opportunity to to change things up, man. But uh, we'll see. Last night was New York City, and uh, already there's some hot topic controversy going on with uh, Russo brand, Hami Media Group affiliate, and uh, master himself, Stevie Richards, because you guys reached out right away wanting to talk about last night's finish in the John Moxley-Ray Phoenix match, or Phoenix, depending on who's calling the match. Um and just a lot of unsafe business practices uh, going forward and uh, putting the promo on the referees, the agents, and the talent uh, from not protecting them from themselves. And then the response even of uh, the owner uh, in, in that moment. Uh, very, very true telling and as stiff as it needed to be. And in fact, probably not stiff enough, stiff enough for YouTube content. And the fallout from that is already happening as they can't uh, take any criticism outside of the bubble, even if it's for their own good and for the health and welfare of the workers and the boys and for the quality of the show, the fans at home. So we're not seeing some of our favorite performers risk their lives to the point of paralysis. Uh, so we then get to sit back and say, Hey, uh, I'm not the per kind of person to say a toe to so, but a fucking a toe to so. And you didn't want to listen. And now somebody is the next draws or worse, uh, you know, or a big E scenario and careers are over and ended. Uh, and that's not what we're in this shit for. We're here to make money, take care of each other. And a lot of this stuff has just gotten way out of control, feeding a fan base that acts like they care about you, but all they want are high spots. And if you're the next one paralyzed, well, throw them on the fucking fire and we'll find somebody else to do some dumb shit. And it doesn't matter if it's Darby Allen, Phoenix, Penta, Moxley, 
there's a boatload of them over there just taking absolutely insane risks for zero payoff except for their bodies being destroyed uh and uh when that's pointed out and the people who should be taking care of them or stopping them from doing that stuff be it the agents or the referee who's got kind of two big strikes against them here because it happened in another match where a young man was knocked out in the dark order and they just kind of oh he's dead throw his body in the corner we got to get our fucking code red spots in it's a big problem and it's an amateur level performance and uh stevie stepped up to say what needed to be said on uh stevie richards wrestling analysis channel and it was up there for about six hours until the stooge report gets back through the office and don stevens strikes and uh goes and tries to get everything taken down uh but already people are signing up at patreon.com stevie richards to get a master's class education to get the real talk and he joined us poolside uh with some inside stooge report on the friday locker room not hot because stevie doesn't like to do hot takes but uh real takes come off as hot sometimes and it really takes that vice principal chastising in order to get him to shut the fuck up and listen to what's going on. Uh, right now, this could be Tony Khan calling in right now, talking about his Arthur Ashe Stadium show last night. Tony, is that you? Hello, guys. This is Tony Khan from uh, the CEO, CFO, the everything of all elite wrestling. Wow. I mean, I, I saw your dance uh, that you did with uh, Garcia last night, Tony. Uh, we may need to work on some hip movements. The hips don't lie. Uh, but uh, can can I get an exclusive uh, from you of why you actually sent Don Stevens to take down Stevie Richards' wrestling analysis video critiquing John Moxley and Ray Phoenix? Very dangerous finish along with uh, promoing the referee uh, Knox uh, that you know what what do you have against stevie richards right now tony that was yesterday this is today let's talk about the real news okay of the day titan sports incorporated is firing more people yeah i've already been in contact with emma sean benjamin thought we know we already have ryan nemus under contract yes here. yes uh, Dolph Ziggler. Oh, we're ready to sign them all here at All Elite Wrestling, and we don't fire people. We just let their contracts yes, run. That's right. That's right, because you have a heart of gold, Tony. I Like I said, we may need to work on some of the dance moves. We're going to get there. We're going to get there. People can, people, people can say what they want about me, but I will never be as big as a piece of shit as that Vince McMahon. I think if you hang in there someday, you you can reach that level. I, I believe in you. I really that's do. Not, that is not a level I want to ascertain. Okay. How's Don doing over there? How's Don Stevens? Is she holding up all right? Is everything good uh, over in the office today? Uh, everything is good in the office. We have not released 100 people from a Zoom conference yeah. because we didn't want to deal with people face-to-face because we're pussies. So, yeah. I, we want them a lot. And let's talk, about, let's talk about the audience last night. A huge crowd at Arthur Ashe Stadium. Yes, record setting. I didn't even see how many. I didn't see any photos this morning showing the other side of the arena where there's nobody sitting. Where are they today? Nobody's showing those pictures now. Is that what Don Stevens was working on to take down those photos or no? No, those photos don't exist. Oh. And, And usually when they do come out for shows, that's because the lemmings of world wrestling entertainment. Yeah. They edit in photos 
from WWE SmackDowns and Raws. Gotcha. And they, they put an AEW ring in there. That is that is impressive editing work to actually show those houses that were down from WWE and then try and pass that heat on to you uh, when you're just out there trying to put on the best show possible for the best fans in professional wrestling, AEW fans who who get it, they understand, and they know. So then uh, as far as, you know, John Moxley's uh, possible major brain injury and, and uh, paralysis yesterday, that's yesterday's news is what you're saying. Today's a new day. As far as I know, it's just part of the storyline. Okay. <laughs> well, we're waiting to see how the story's going to finish with Cody, and maybe he'll even come back to you. I think, you know, if you love something and you set it free and it comes back to you, it was meant to be, you know, and I, I really can see you and Cody re- reuniting. It would, be, it would be great to have Cody back, especially once uh, World Wrestling Entertainment just, I just and let The Rock wrestle with WrestleMania instead. Yeah. I think it's time for Cody to come home. And I think it is too. And I think the the best way to do that, to send a message would be for you to get a transformers neck tattoo and uh, show that solidarity. Yeah. Actually that weird thing you mentioned that I was talking about, because Cody has on the, I forget. I think it's his, uh, it's on, it's on his right side. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think I'm thinking because I'm in the biz now and we're not in Mexico, I'm going to do it on the left side because we're always working the left side, as you know. Absolutely. I think, you know, and you put them together, it's a, it's, it's a winning combination. You you, you come I together. Have, and just... I do. I absolutely agree. Did anyone tell you that our companies, if they were going to sell today, it would be worth $2 billion? Wow. Wow. And we've only been in business for four years. And how and how much uh, of that? I mean, that's value wise. Uh, if you were to put up the amount of money that you've lost the last four years on paying for houses and and talent, what is does that keep you in the black, or are you still in the red with that? No, we get a lot of money for television rights, as you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why that that's what really helps us. You know, on top of the large audiences that we also draw draw live at all of our shows, Collision. Uh, Rampage and our uh, the number one our our ship yeah our dynamite you gotta feel the boom you gotta feel the boom whether it's a collision or a rampage or uh, you know a record setting eighty two thousand I mean seventy two thousand people at Wembley Stadium you know and uh, hey, that's how many people came to the turnstiles I can't help that some people like scalpers had bought tickets and then turned around and they couldn't sell them. Because and the only reason is, is that they were asking for more than we had set the price is at. So the fans didn't want to pay that much, and the scalpers just got stuck, uh, stuck with them. We sold that many tickets, by the way, the scalpers aren't going to all show up to the event. So, the, so there's not there's not ten thousand AEW fans just missing or unaccounted for who've been killed, murdered, or kidnapped. Then, uh, no, I don't. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Okay, I just wanted to clarify that. And congratulations on. A big kickoff to the NFL season. I know you're working hard over there on those analytics as well. So I, I know your time yeah, is okay, precious. You know, between, between me and you, I, yeah. I actually like the Buffalo Bills. I don't really like You like the much. Bills. You like Josh Allen. You think yeah. you're going to get him and yeah. Diggs. I'm, I'm hoping we can get him to jump over to, uh, you know, Jacksonville. Well, yeah, I mean, think money talks, the man. Way. You know, and, and if uh, you know what, Tony, you spend – you spend a couple winters in Buffalo, Jacksonville's looking awful nice in the wintertime, you know? And then, you ain't kidding. You know, <laughs> they had, what, 77 inches of snow? Yeah. Which by, uh, 
which by AEW standards was 122 inches of snow. Yeah. And then the fans went to the football player's house and they shoveled them out. So they well, the let's be, and that's what an AEW fan would do if need be to get to the show. They would go to a performer's house and shovel them out to make sure they can get ringside there. So you, you are correct. That just shows the calling this show every Thursday. Mm-hmm to talk about the fallout of AEW Dynamite and what's going on in the world of all elite wrestling, the number one uh, company in all of the world of professional wrestling. And we appreciate that too, Tony. And uh, I give my best to Mega. Please have her send me uh, some pics, you know, if she's doing her thing over there. And my best to Don Stevens and everybody working real hard to make sure that, uh, you know, all the PR is managed properly, that nobody gets to have any say in anything, and that you control the conversation. I mean, I think that's the, the main thing, you know, that for going forward. Well, that's what I've done here for the last 10 minutes, so. Well, uh, sometimes so I got to lay out and learn. <laughs> We've got the three-time you know, booker you? of the year. I mean, if, they, if I got the three-time booker of the year around me, I'm going to shut up and take a lesson. Well, you, you might as well shut up right now because in uh, eight minutes of my time, of Tony Khan's time, you should probably PayPal me some money. Oh, I, I absolutely am right now. As a matter of fact, it's going to get sent over there. And I hope that uh, you take some of that money and, and get some new belts for us. I don't think there's enough titles. I think these AEW titles are far more are far superior to any WWE looking belt. And the more belts that you can craft that you can draw up in your drawing book and, and, and bring that to reality. I'd like to see a women's trios championship. You know, I think that'd be uh, something that would really, really get over. I'm glad, I'm glad to hear that you have uh, a very positive attitude about all elite wrestling. Absolutely. When you said Stevie Richards, I was like, who's that? I don't even know who that is. Yeah, no, he's not important. I mean, uh, he's just another guy who's trying to ride off your coattails and earn a paycheck based on your creative and trying to tear people down. And we're all about positivity here at Hami Media Group. You know that, Tony. Yeah, I mean, I remember, was he the guy that was with Raven? Uh, and, uh, I can't. I, I remember they, they in Chastity, and, they, and he used to have the blow-up doll, uh, yeah. Lupus, I think, right? Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I remember, if I could hire Lupus, I would, I bet. I barely remember who Stevie Richards is. Yeah, well. I don't think I know. I mean, I think he could walk by me right now, and I wouldn't know it was him. Probably not. And that's even if he can walk because his spine is damaged, you know. So, really, if you can't crawl, you can't walk. And we need people who can run at AEW. And uh, I don't think he can run with the big dogs. I don't think he can anymore. I'm, I'm, you keep it clear from the Roman Reigns rap references. We, uh, I'm sorry. Big dog, not so much. Well, you big never know. You never. They, uh, Tony, they said that they've got two hundred million dollars in cuts to do at Endeavor. What if they do indeed cut the big dog? And uh, is that somebody you'd be interested in bringing in? I say we definitely bring him in, and he just can take the titles with him, and we'll just continue his title run right here in uh, the number one. Wrestling company in all of the world. Wow. Only wow. wrestling. You know? and, and that's how fast the brilliant ideas uh, come out of your mind. Right out, right out yeah, of that. Boom, just like that. Yeah. Just like Amazing, that. Amazing, isn't it? It is. Uh, I've learned a lot here today, and, uh, and I apologize if I've talked too much because really this is another master class lesson. And uh, that, that little light diffuse audience gets to, you know, hear from uh, three time Booker of the Year. And uh, right. go ahead. I was just going to say down with the legacy growers. That's all I have to tell you today. Okay. Excellent. Down with the legacies and uh, up with the cards. 
But uh, I appreciate your investment and everything we got going on here, Tony. I don't want to take up any more of your time because I know you've got so much to manage and do working 80 hours a week. I saw that, and uh, I salute you. If only I could keep up with that schedule, maybe I'll be as successful as you are someday. Well, you know, there's one trick to the trade. You know what it is. Oh, um, yeah. No, absolutely. absolutely. Hopefully uh, we can get together and have a a personal meeting uh, soon, buddy. But uh, I think we we can be eight miles down yeah, sounds good to me. I'll give you, I'll All give right. you a, a texty uh, right after we're done with light the fuse. But again, thank you so much, Tony, for taking time to talk to us today. I really appreciate it, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, I'll, uh, and tell Stephen and whoever he is, I said hi. I will absolutely, absolutely. Okay, goodbye. Bye. Uh, there it is, you guys. Tony Khan calling in to light the fuse. I mean, I was putting over Friday locker room with Strangler Steve and Stevie Richards. But you get Tony Khan here. I mean, come on, man. What else? What else can I uh, give you guys free here? Ben Hameen YouTube channel, twitch.tv slash Hameen Media, and exclusively at channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group on uh, a, a crazy day in the wrestling world where last week, crazy week, we saw 100 uh, around that, uh, including Daniel, Dana Warrior. WWE uh, administrative and, and production people were released for redundancy and now here we are we knew it was coming uh usually it happens after wrestlemania and there was a big reprieve of that this year not a big bloodbath post wrestlemania but i guess this is post wrestlemania uh end of september and uh a lot of releases today you guys and i know that's what people want to talk about we covered all that on the friday locker room but i do want to say big shout out to the hmg producers chat thank you to William Alcia just really on the ball with uh, up-to-the-minute updates and the Hami media discussion. Group. Group. And uh, everything going on over there, man. So uh, here's the short list of what we've seen so far, and this could be updated at any time. Actually, I should probably hit refresh on this to see what's what. Um, so far, <clears throat> the list of uh, release superstars includes Mustafa Ali, Dolph Ziggler, Shelton Benjamin, Emma, Madcap Moss, Elias, Top Dollar, Rick Boogs, and Aaliyah. Um, and some stars making uh, you know, statement online already thanking uh, for being fired or their career or what have you. That's always a weird thing. Uh, some indifferent, um, and I, I gotta believe that, uh, there's plenty of NXT investment talent who's never even made it to TV that will also be released. Um, looking at my crystal ball of who hasn't been on TV, you know, dangerous for Johnny Gargano and Candice LeRae right now. Tommaso Ciampa did the, this is the real me promo that, uh, never spells, uh, uh, good uh, in the future, and also that he just set the record, not his fault, versus uh, Giovanni Vinci for lowest Raw-rated match in history as the ratings continue to plummet um, just where he's stuck, you know, um, trying his best. And uh, Tommaso, a guy I got a lot of time and respect for. However, cuts is cuts. Uh, Apollo Crews, I got to believe, is on the chopping block. Maybe Baron Corbin. Um, Commander Aziz. <laughs> Uh, and I had to laugh and scoff at Cameron Grimes. We haven't seen after being called up. Um, and, uh, you know, the chat's 37 strong right now. I'm sure they're going to have Boogs uh, also released, uh, a guy with tons of commercial appeal and money on him. I just can't see why they would do that, uh, you know, based upon 
what Vince likes and how this guy looks and what he can deliver. So very interesting uh, going forward. And will there just be a complete cut of NXT? We've been talking about that for a couple months and to save $200 million, that seems like an uh, easy way to cut about a fifth of what, what needs to be done. Um, there's, uh, a lot of uh, scuttlebutt everywhere on the sheets right now, and uh, we'll see if Tony grabs any of those talents, uh, you know, of indie darlings or uh, future endeavored legends uh, to bring them over that way. But uh, red hot Stevie Richards promo on the Friday locker room after being Don Stevens because uh, they can't seem to take any criticism when they sh- that's the exact guy they should be listening to. But I couldn't tell Tony that because – you know me, I'm trying to suck hole a job wherever I get. I can only hope to work 80 hours a week. So, uh, it says, um, Frank gets it. Can't grieve forever. Did cross get released too? I didn't see that yet, but it hasn't been on TV. Also got to believe the OC and Meachin, uh, got to be in that mix, uh, possibly by the end of the day. Um, so there's going to be plenty more, plenty more. And, uh, if NXT goes, Look to see a big uptick in the indies, probably a 25% increase in houses because there's going to be a lot of people coming down the ladder who were stuck in the Florida bubble on Florida water, taking advice who are now going to be looking for bookings. And I say that we only need to look back as far as the last time this happened. And then triple H hired back who Nick Khan and Vince said no, which was that killer cross release. Uh, so if they're going to release him, they'll probably release his wife. I hope not because Cross has got millions of dollars written on him if you use them the right way. Um, the rest of Hit Row probably as well. Um, and uh, I'm sure there'll be some other surprises there. I think uh, Carmella uh, as well uh, while she's home uh, taking care of the newborn uh, future endeavored. So Graves with uh, so that extra work to put in to try and get over. Uh, somebody I hope is reassigned. I don't want anybody to be fired, but uh Irish McShit kicker on uh on commentary's got to go too. So we shall see, but uh big shout out to the Florida bubble, maybe Braun, Braun Strowman as well, you know. Uh so that's 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 uh, an interesting one uh, to kind of go back after bringing back Naya. Maybe they'll release uh Piper Niven too. I know she had uh, uh some tweets where her mental capacity was affected by not being on TV and then to see her back on TV with Chelsea green looks like, and I'm nobody to fat shame anybody, you know, but uh, sometimes we stress eat when we have this stress. And when you're in WWE, the unknown, not known is constant stress. And uh, she wasn't looking as healthy as I'd like to see her look for her own good. Uh, You know, she's supposed to be a Vader, a masher and a mauler. But um, when I just saw her this past week, uh, kind of, unhealthy look with the morbid obesity uh, battle that we all kind of go through in America here now. So uh, it'll be interesting. Jim Harder is asking about Natalia. I guess Natalia just had a banger show in India and maybe that's enough to prove your worth of like, we got to keep her around, you know? So to me, if uh, I would release most of my coaches in NXT and put Dolph Ziggler and Shelton Benjamin in there. Uh, and if you start seeing NXT coaches being released before talent, I think that's a big sign for the writing on the wall that NXT will be no more. Um, Cedric Alexander is coming across the wire. Uh, I'm not sure if these are confirmed or we're just kicking around names that haven't been on TV and are probably in the mix of uh, being, being released here, future endeavors. So 
We'll keep an eye on it, you guys, everything that's going on. Uh, I'm not going to be here next week, so thank you in advance uh, for playing along with HMG as we try and get fill-in shows. I'm probably sure I'll have them all stacked up and post them all on Saturday next week as I get away with the wives for anniversary uh, to Dominican Republic. Security breach. Um, but, y'all, yeah, well, man, uh, interesting, interesting. And I'm sure you'll see some of them at Impact. Dogs of war going off. Um, but let's get through it, you guys. Let's get to Dynamite. We've already had a call in from the boss himself, so we'll... Uh... Sorry, trying to get the wives to get control of the dogs here. Oh, y'all. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, we had a good time last night hanging out for uh, the AEW self-help. Grope. Grope. Oh, interesting. I couldn't hear that. Uh, Grope. There we go. Grope. Um, yeah, it could, be, it could be Don Stevens coming for the assassination. Uh, we'll see. Uh, <laughs> yeah, how about Omos? That's an interesting one. Gully Blanchard says in the chat, Omos could be on, though. We haven't seen him at all, you know, uh, but depending on what they sign him to and what they're trying to cut wise and who delivers in the ring and, and who doesn't, man, there could be a lot. There could be a lot. Uh, y'all, uh, well, last night from Arthur Ashe Stadium, uh, I think we ended with nine belts and two bro hugs. I had picked nine, but then switched to 10, so I screwed myself out of the smart money. But nine belts last night, and I got to say, the way the show was set up, um, not a bad booked card on paper. However, the constant three matches in a row where everybody has to do chops, everybody has to do the stupid-ass New Japan dong-style, wrong-style forearm spots, where they start a match and work a body part and heat and it looks good. And then they get back to this 50, 50, no sell bullshit shows a terrible lack of psychology and storytelling in your matches. And then also the fact that you claim to be the best wrestlers in the world, but you have to go outside the ring to the announce table to do all these dumb spots that mean nothing suplexes to the floor and, and, and pile drivers on the floor that end up meaning nothing because we get back to these 50-50 forearm shots. That is asinine. That is wrong. And that shows that you really don't understand wrestling like you claim to to the highest level, whether it's the performers, the agents who are allowing it, or the three-time booker of the year. Um, you can have that once on a show, so it'll mean something. When you do it in three matches back-to-back, that means the agents aren't talking, that the guys aren't watching the match in front of theirs, or they just don't care. And that means they're not putting on the best show possible. You should be able to do it inside all four ropes and tell the wrestling story the right way. To start doing all that shit on the outside means your skills are fairly amateur and that you have to rely on these simple things that undercut when they say, we tell a story in the ring. You start to tell one, you start to tell a heat story, and then you totally blow it out your ass by doing this fucking mark out for Kobayashi or Kenta or whoever the fuck it is because they're shitty workers too at the end of the day if they're doing that stuff. Uh, if you want it to be a shoot, then just shoot or do a dangerous move. But like I said, Stevie Richards with an absolutely brilliant promo saying what needed to be said, and it only took six hours for it to get back to the office and start to have 
over guys who know Stevie reach out to put the heat on him in a backhanded silent heat mafia way. And I'm sure we'll talk more about that or just watch the Friday locker room. If you're not a subscriber to channelattitude.com, you do not want to miss this Friday episode of the Friday locker room. Like I said, one of the most brilliant real talk episodes with Strangler Steve, Stevie Richards, and myself that you're not going to get. Everyone says you're not going to get this content anywhere else. Not shitting on K100 because I love going on there. But, but the truth is, whether it's Russo brand or Hami Media Group, the real of the real talk and you guys are here live checking us out on my youtube channel uh and twitch.tv slash homie media but uh for the new york city crowd this was a show that culminated in a lot of payoffs and we kick off uh this show with uh claudio uh, cannoli and uh I, I wish they'd call him that now and versus eddie kingston uh a, a real hot feud where kingston has buried him before and what i like about this is using that real heat and having two guys who can be professional enough to go in there and sling leather and know that it's drawing money and it's making money as opposed to the Bucks and Punk or Bucks and Omega, or excuse me, or Punk and Omega never paying that shit off or Punk and fucking uh, Jungle Boy and everybody's little ego. We can't work with them, da-da-da, fuck that. Here's two guys that probably do hate each other and are actually paying it off and it meant something and had people's interest out of the gate. So uh, I, I tip my hat to both of those guys for regardless if they hate each other afterwards, they know there's money there and they went to pay it off and they did it in New York city, which is Kingston's backyard and hometown. Uh, one thing I, I, not that I didn't like Kingston comes out. They say he's been in the zone. He's been focused all day. Kingston's a a plus promo and he's in New York with New York attitude and he comes out focused and kind of silent. It's a choice. I would have loved to see, and this is because I mark out and because they fucking have New York right there. Give me Wu-Tang. Give me somebody New York iconic hip-hop. Even give me Gorilla Nems. Don't, don't ever disrespect me out here. Give me the fucking front row of MCs and from Mob Deep to whoever, right? The Fat Joe. And, and get me over with the fucking real street New York dudes that this guy kind of represents, man. I get he came out hot for the match and pissed off, but if there was any time to give the fucking New York hip-hop rub and spend the money to get Kingston over, this was it. And to not have him coming out there doing some New York City shit and, and hyping up the crowd, I think we left a little money on the table there. Not a lot, but I think we could have got him over even more with a couple of choice cameos to, to of, of hip-hop all-stars to put him over in the Timberland boots to everything there was, you know what I mean? So a couple of punch-ups I would have liked to been in on beforehand, but I was happy for Kingston. I worked a couple of shows with him. Always easy to get along with as far as I'm concerned. And a promo that's a cut above the rest. So why not let him promo to start shit off and get the crowd hyped up? Instead, we go right into action. I don't got a problem with it. Um, but I think there was a couple better choices we could have made. Uh, 
Claudio Canoli drops Kingston with a big boot right away. He pops up, and they begin exchanging chops. So we get into strong style while guys are still 50-50 and strong. I don't got a problem with that. It's after we work heat on a body part and try and tell a story, and we do all these big bumps, and then we feed back in and do that in the last third of our match where that shit is completely wrong, New Japan markout bullshit, and fucking undercuts any credibility and knowing psychology of wrestling. It's always wrong, and it'll never be right, and it's ROH's fault for doing it. Um, Kingston fights back inside the ring, goes to back fist. Cannoli, can, uh, cannoli reverses with his own head. Uh, Kingston uh, out of the ring hits a back suplex on the ramp, adding the damage. Uh, there's a stomp on the hand, clothesline, da 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 da. But then the ROH world champ just stomps down uh, on the air even more before turning the top turnbuckle to miss a splash, move on something. Uh, Kingston manages a suplex. Cannoli is up first, disrespectfully kicking Kingston before hitting a lariat and gets a near fall. I got a problem with that. You just got hit with a suplex. You feed up first to get your shit in. Nope. Wrong. Um, Kingston then fires up and asks for more, but Cannoli goes for it, and Kingston plays possum versus a pinfall attempt. More back and forth with Enziguri's dragging suplexes, big forearms. Uh, goes for the Ricola bomb. Uh, and hits it, and Kingston kicks out. So we're burying shit right out of the gate. This should be finishers. Should be doing the threat of violence is just as important as the violence itself. Set him up for it. Kingston could have low-blowed him, reversed out, and not bury his shit instead. Uh, Kingston fights back with two backfist suplex, followed by another backfist and a northern light suplex, and there's a kick out. Shocker. Uh, Cannoli fires back with an uppercut, then eats one, another backfist and the powerbomb. And this time, Cannoli cannot respond. Winner and new Ring of Honor world champion, Eddie Kingston. I like that. I like that uh, call of putting Kingston over there. Like I said, I would have wanted the stage picture with the go MCs that we could have got in New York City, hip hop and credibility to put him over in a cheerlead after that. So we missed a bigger stage picture of him celebrating ringside with some, uh, you know, top dogs that could have fucking been really great so y'all uh um but uh, new york pop for it it's uh, you know as new york as it gets i just think we could have stepped it up uh i, I would have liked to see an ed lover there as well to be honest with you uh 50 cent would have been good absolutely 50 cent would have been great there uh after the match cannoli offers his hand and shakes kingston hand as cannoli throws him the title uh, so our first bro shake. Do we have uh, three bro hug moments? I think we did because we had one turn here. So we had three. It was nine belts and three uh, bro hugs. Bro shakes, if you want to. Maybe not the hug. Um, boss hog, Boston. I agree with that. I, I just don't like this word deserve. Uh, Eddie deserved it. I'm happy for him. Guy's a success story grinder. Yeah. At the lowest of lows to be raised up by uh, Khan and, and, and make some money for this guy. But I never say deserve. Nobody deserves a goddamn thing. You earn everything in this world. So uh, I hate that you deserve it. Uh, that you earned it chant uh, is far more real. Uh, Chris Jericho versus uh, El Sexico, Sammy Guevara. This had me scratching my head because uh, I didn't do the show last week, but two weeks before that, so four weeks ago, is when we had this face-off moment between them, and they reformed La Sex Gods. And then two weeks after that, they split again only to get to this match that we can't get along. And they had a really great match here. But before that, we get uh, a vignette with the kingdom uh, at Roddy Strong's bedside. 
uh, with a rosary and uh, like he's dying and, uh, and Roddy Strong with the big glasses on and the neck brace. And then Adam Cole shows up to the other side of the bed and they chastise him, where you been? Da, 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 da. And then Cole says he's, he's there for him, but he's got to leave right now. So he walks in, says hi to Roddy, goes all the way to the hospital. 15 seconds later, he's got to leave. That doesn't make sense to me. Here's what I loved because usually comedy is way too on the nose and I like some good wrestle crap, but the key in the bit here is Roddy with the uh, electric bed hitting the button to sit up to see Adam Cole and the bed makes this grinding clicking noise and you just have to sit there and watch it. And then he says his line and then puts the bed back down and it makes the grinding clicking noise. That was where the comedy was. They nailed it. And uh, even, even uh, on the way out, I put him over last time. Matt Taven has an outline uh, on Adam Cole about what he's wearing for bereavement. And uh, it was just funny. Like I thought everybody kind of stuck the landing in here, whether it was the visual bit of Roddy being hurt. Adam Cole is forgettable uh but uh all the other guys in the bits actually worked in this little segment i laughed out loud i enjoyed it uh but he has to be back for mjf's match so whatever uh, uh it's unrealistic says i hate what we're doing with the, with the kingdom says broken ascendancy uh it's wrestle crap and if you try and take it seriously then you're only going to be upset if you're going to say we're going to lean into wrestle crap and do some funny bits. Then you can create something that'll go on forever, like Kurt Angle with a little cowboy hat, guitar, you know, things along those lines. Uh, backstage, Christian Cage is bored with Darby Allen. He's ready to move on. Uh, but that's obvious that Allen isn't until he gets another shot. So he's going to. Give him a three-way match with him and Luchasaurus and even, like, slip of the tongue. I mean, a handicap. I mean, a three-way match, so right on right on the nose there. Slow promo by Christian, but delivers no problem. So it's going to be Darby Allen in a handicap match, really, or a three-way dance. In the ring, Jericho and Guevara shake hands to start, but uh, Guevara does no pose, and then Jericho joins him and then tries to poke him in the eyes. So we get some good heel shit here. <clears throat> a lot of back and forth, get your shit in, but they actually tell an interesting story here, which is get the knees up story. Um, guys try and get their shit in, but get cut off with a lot of knees, whether it's lion salt, Spanish fly, I think, or something that he tries to do from the outside. There is one spot that'll make Botchamania where Sammy uh, or tries to do an insiguri on the apron and misses Jericho and Jericho sells it and tells him to give him another one for the highlight reel. And then he hits him with it. So just some mistimings on a couple things, but I really like this match. I think Jericho put it together. It has a lot of sense uh, back and forth with code breaker and knee story until we get to the very end where Guevara goes to hit the uh, shooting star press, uh, which gets countered into a code breaker. So knees, 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 knees through this whole thing. One thing I didn't like is, um, and even though it, it goes with the knee strike, is uh, Guevara's on the cell from the lion cell and jumps right up and hits Jericho with a knee strike out of nowhere. This no cell, which we call from going to dead cell to Superman uh, in the biz, is wrong. And that was about the only thing where I'm in this match going wrong, where I can just hear Rip ringing the bell. What the fuck are you fucking doing? Get out of the ring. Um, 
you don't go from a dead cell to jump up and into a knockout on another guy. It just doesn't happen. And anytime we have that in a match, we should go, hold on, time out. Let's not do that. Let's not do that here. We, there's another way around it. So I really like this match. Uh, Jericho's up here. In post-match, they bro hug and handshake it out, and then Guevara low blows him as Don Callis walks down and joins Guevara's side. So still telling that Don Callis long story with Jericho. I don't know how many people are really into it, but uh, they're doing everything they can here to get it over, and I didn't think it was bad. Uh, probably my favorite segment on the show, really. Uh, John Moxley versus Ray Phoenix. I mean, Stevie cut the huge promo on this of everything that's wrong with it, uh, from strong style to sit-out uh, pile drivers that could easily have paralyzed John Moxley. John Moxley uh, getting pissed at the referee didn't count three that the ref is now exposing them as bad. The crowd turned on them all because they knew they just blew the finish. So Moxley makes an audible to get up and give him another fucking set out pile driver, which is even more dangerous and impactful than the first one. And they count three and we knew he blew the finish. And some are saying that Moxley actually made the call mid match to put Phoenix over after he got half knocked out on a dive and was punched drunk from it. Uh, you know, more Mark fans trying to go with Stevie and they don't know fuck all about fuck all uh, because they've never done this, nor do they even understand what they're watching. Uh, they're just Marks who think they have an opinion because they've got Twitter thumbs when all they really do is expose themselves as even more dumb bastards than they were before. Uh, so Stevie puts out a video that chastises the agents and it absolutely should. And if you get Stevie Richards pissed off, the problem is with you, really. Uh, it, it chastises and promos, knock, referee knocks how he should be walking through the curtain. And also that the guys are taking excessive bumps that they never should have. And if it is true that Mox is now changing finishes mid-match, especially on a title finish, just because he feels that Larry's hurt instead of doing the business that's laid out for him by the three-time booker of the year that uh, obviously knows what he's doing. Uh, that's a problem. That's saying guys can do do whatever they fucking want. Uh, and that would speak to a bigger issue backstage since the CM Punk stuff that over guys can now do title change finishes and call them on the fly. Not a good look, Briz. Not a good look. Um, and even Mox worked in this match with a concussion, probably. You know, uh, we're asking for a terrible happening where somebody wakes up dead in their hotel room. And uh, it's because we didn't stop them from themselves because the agents didn't talk. And because people just want to pick Tony's pockets. And when that happens and it will happen, it absolutely is going to happen. Paralysis and death. Uh, that is going to happen because you wanted to give a tiny crowd of fucking super wrestling marks, some dangerous bumps that they don't give a shit about you for. And you will see what the outcome of that is. And it'll be dark and tragic. And uh, it'll be too little too late because your egos were in the way because you sent Don Stevens to do some fucking um, trolling to tear down uh, videos that you should absolutely be listening to and implementing uh, the wisdom from. But you're so far in the bubble with your head up your asses 
that you can't take any outside criticism and go, you know what, they're right, and we can dial it back and actually tell a story. Well, no, you can't because you have to go outside the ring and do suplexes to the floor and pile drivers that mean absolutely nothing because you're up doing 50-50 fucking forearms and chops three minutes later. So why did you even do that shit or take that risk and damage your spine, tailbone, hip, neck? For what reason? No reason except your own edification. Complete idiocy. Uh, appreciate Frank with a super sticker here on uh, YouTube. We have some big super sticker cheers. Appreciate that. And uh, everybody hanging out here at 38 Strong right now. Exactly, Ben. Uh, you know, what do I know? He was never on fucking TV. Fuck him. Well, fuck you too. Uh, but uh, Phoenix is your new champion, and he looks as surprised as anybody, really. So uh, if you want to talk about WWE and Stevie on his channel, Definitely tune in the Friday locker room as Stevie breaks that down from poolside. So, uh, Soraya with Ruby Soho versus Tony Storm. Actually, this was my favorite segment of the night. Um, I don't know what is going on with Soraya. You know, they say she's cleared. I get why you put the belt on her, uh, baby girl in UK at Wembley. But I don't think her neck is in any shape either to even be wrestling. I think her being cleared is a total work uh, and that, that it's a major, major uh, chance for something to terribly go wrong. Uh, Tony Storm, since breaking away from uh, the, the cool girls click and now reading, venting herself with uh, chin up, tits out and move on the shoe. Brilliant. And I love this silver screen character that she's doing now. And I think I would put Darby Allen in charge of directing this. And I would go right into film noir, private Dick, Dick Tracy, black and white, uh, with only lipstick and red garter belts being colorized. And I think there's a lot of opportunity to mix in other platinum blondes here from Mox's wife to, uh, Anna J to, um, uh, Shoot, there's a couple other that we were mentioning last night uh, of beautiful platinum blondes and to do everything in this black and white style. Very similar to uh, idea that I had parallel thinking when, uh, you know, I'm a mafia fucking fanatic. Al Barone uh, in DCW and OVW, uh, right out of central casting of Godfather, you know, a very Luca Brazzi type character. And I did the exact same thing. I put them in black and white, play the Godfather theme. Uh, we could go from a very uh, Wizard of Oz, black and white world back to color uh, with, with some interesting stuff here. But I'd love to see a Miro, an Orange Cassidy, other characters. And, and I don't even care about wrestling. I want to see a 1940s, 50s, uh, you know, silver screen movie style detective uh, all that stuff and mix it in in their own very much Matt Hardy broken universe. That's not crazy and whatnot. I just want to see this style of uh, the dame walked in at 6 p.m. She said she was missing a shoe, a ruby shoe. And, uh, you know, the jazz club with the old microphone, uh, people drinking highball liquor and, and and all this type of stuff because Tony Storm is that silver screen beauty and then we can build to interesting gimmick matches like an evening gown match, something that's going to be sexy, uh, something that's going to be able to work a gimmick and not have to work stupid spots uh, where we can get things over. But everybody can get mixed into this silver screen world 
and in a very Wizard of Oz reverse type of way, go from colorized to black and white and have an alternative character that talks very differently, right? And and what movies can we go back and steal from? Uh, I think we were talking Maltese Falcon last night, Dick Tracy, all that kind of stuff, man. Uh, but this match was good. Plenty of uh, sex appeal with, uh, you know, butt shots, cake shots, and and working the gimmick back and forth. I thought the girls did a really good job with this, uh, and I was impressed with it, that we're actually doing character, and now moves will actually matter. So um, very good stuff, Tony Storm. Very impressive. And I think we're only scratching the surface here, and we need to put some real production money behind it, and and let's watch four or five different uh, iconic movies that we can steal bits from uh, from that time period. Uh, yeah, Allah, absolutely. And from Marilyn Monroe to plenty of others, you know, the postman always rings twice, whatever it is. Uh, Storm finally sets Soraya on the bottom turnbuckle, but she misses the flying ass attack, and Soraya connects with a nightcap from the second rope. Soraya retains. I don't got a problem with it here because we're just getting out of the gates with Tony Storm. Uh, in this great character that will outshine every other woman in AEW uh, and will get over as one of the first pieces that is sports entertainment as opposed to we're going to have records and she's 36 and four. I don't give a fuck. All I care about is that she's 36, 24, 36, only if she's size two, right? Um, good stuff and i worry about soraya holding the belt because i don't trust that her neck is at 100 percent. and i think she's kayfabe and uh like most wrestlers will an injury and even when she said she was cleared when she first came back the lie to turn the lie detector test determined that was a lie uh so whether it's eighty two thousand, seventy two thousand, or you don't have a fucking concussion matt hardy or whatever it is bro there's dangerous stuff going on there. That's a liability that we need to lessen that. And how do we do that? We lessen it by doing entertainment, not wrestling. There's plenty of money and value on Soraya. Wrestling is not it. Uh, MJF versus Samoa Joe in our main event. Like I said, all title matches here. I really like the way this card was booked. I think uh, all the matches were in the right spot. I thought the vignettes broke things up nicely it's just some of the bad psychology I can't stomach and uh, the the danger. Um, I thought Joe did a really good job in this, uh, being vicious. Uh, the one spot where he fucking gives the kryptonite crunch to him on the edge of the apron, just absolutely brutal. MJF uh, on the cell of the neck is always great. He really commits to his cell. His quick comeback stuff where he even gets into the kangaroo kick. Uh, he had the crowd. He knows how to work his gimmick. He was working it very well in the offensive package, uh, whether it's 10 phony punches in the corner, da 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 But then we get to things like pile drivers on the outside, and then we're back in the ring, and we go from dead to Superman. They really lost me at the end of this match with some of the get-your-shit-in stuff. Adam Cole comes running down and jumps off the ramp, twists his own ankle or his fucking knee as he has to come around to try and uh, cheerlead for MJF to Hulk up. The crowd's behind him, and uh, MJF uh, makes his comeback and goes over. Um, even he tries to use the ring um, but uh, and gets caught by the ref and then goes to the chain and chokes out 
uh, Joe, but isn't MJF supposed to be a baby face and Adam Cole too? And then Adam Cole hides the evidence after not very baby face things to do. Uh, but when you're the devil, I guess you do what you want to fucking do. Uh, at the end, we get a bro shake from MJF and, and Samoa Joe putting the hand out for him to shake it. This is things I don't like. He just choked you out with a chain. You wouldn't fucking shake his hand afterwards. You did this whole thing saying you want to end him, take a piece of him, and fucking that's what you're about is putting him on the shelf. You don't shake his hand afterwards in a show of respect. Retain your heat. I thought that was not good at the end after a lot of effort in this match. Um, Adam Cole, I don't know how injured he is off that jump off of his frail legs hitting the ground. Um, but, uh, the crowd was with this one. I thought the finish was wrong. We already had Kingston go over in the, the beginning for the big New York pop. If we're trying to make Joe the top heel and we want, and the, and the money is in the chase for MJF, this was the time for Samoa Joe to go over on MJF in front of the fucking Long Island, New York crowd and get real heat and, would drive MJF to a psychotic place just to have MJF go over, gave us the same feeling that we had in the main event. So to replay that card twice, in my opinion, not wrong, not the best choice. There's a better choice that would have opened up more opportunity for us and gotten more people over. So <clears throat> interesting. However, now will we get uh, a WrestleCrap um, promo with Roderick Strong and MJ or and uh, Adam Cole sharing the same hospital room, and then we get MJF and they're visiting him and a face-off between uh, whatever the Kingdom and them and get some interesting tension. There's opportunity there. Will they be smart enough to play up to it? We'll find out. I, I think the guys delivered in their other WrestleCrap stuff. But, um, but yeah, we, the, the handshake afterwards and the, the baby faces cheating, just confusing stuff, man. Uh, not our best choices, but some of our best work and physical punishment on each other, but the creatives not backing it up. So we'll talk to Tony off air and see if we can't get the reasons why. And, uh, you know, maybe learn something ourselves here, but, uh, yeah, uh, an interesting uh, show all the way around. I don't know. There's talk of ticket sales really floundering and that it's two tickets for $14, some people were saying. And uh, beforehand, they didn't have the J-hook filled. So I, I think Tony can come out and dance all he wants to for viral video with Garcia and those guys. But there isn't much to dance about when a lot of your top stars are switching finishes, leaving for WWE are on the injured list, taking fucking chances. And there's guys that have big money on them, like a Wardlow or a Miro, and they're not even on your flagship show. That's an issue. Things like these need to be really addressed. And there's a lot of guys that are big money guys that are going to be hanging them up here, whether it's a Daniel Bryan, a Sting, uh, plenty of others, right, that, that could jump ship. Jade Cargill jumping ship. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of like, huh sketchy stuff now that being said there's 20 x wwe wrestlers looking to pick pockets will tony look like 
easy pickings and bring him in with no game plan, just hiring their leftovers, or will he go with who he already has, which there's plenty of guys with a lot of money on him that we're not getting max value out of yet. So, and the bidding war of 2024 is coming. Speaking of Max, will Max jump ship? Will Mox jump ship? Will FTR jump ship? Will Punk show up over there? There's a lot of, uh, and, and nobody that they're releasing in WWE is going to be able to fill the void of those guys I'm talking about and the damage to the brand that this guy really isn't the juice, that people don't want to stick with him just because the Bucks and Omega did. That's a power play, but do they really want that power? Some interesting uh, topics of conversation and what could be uh, uh, an even bloodier Thursday here for WWE and really shake things up. Who's going to benefit? The independents. With the success of OVW's uh, Netflix series, I see that along with the future endeavor. If, uh, you know, bookers use these guys the right way and these guys aren't charging a crazy amount to come out, and they want to get three or four bookings as opposed to trying shaking an indie promoter upside down once and do an actual business and can bury their ego and get out of the Florida bubble mindset, that the indies could be on a real uptick here with a 25 to 50% uh, raise in houses. And if you've got writers who allegedly know what the fuck they're doing and promoters who allegedly will listen to them, uh, there's big opportunity here uh, going forward. So I'm excited about that. Uh, you know, you never know, uh, sons of Allah after dropping our titles, will we be on our way to AEW? You'd love to see it. There's only one way to do it. And that's get a hold of Don Stevens and Tony Khan and let them know that you want to see, uh, the sons of Allah or any independent promotion there where you think we're going to be uh, doing our thing real big there, man. We'd love to beat the shit out of the outrunners on AEW. Um, but see, yeah, man, uh, it, it is one of those days, one of those days of the year where it's wow remember that and it usually happens two three times a year and here we are from brawl out to the bloodbath uh firings and who knows uh day's not over yet pal uh of what's coming next word of um mcmahon being indicted under sec violations that could be coming as well uh nxt being completely cut from the program that could be coming as well uh so you guys know where to keep it locked. There's only one place, and that's channelattitude.com. I'm excited for Vince and Al Snow's new look at OVW uh, series breaking down. I can't wait to maybe jump on there. Uh, there may even be a special transmission later on Russo brand tonight. I'm going to get a hold of Vince. I know Stevie was with all this information, so keep an eye there for maybe we'll be going live tonight or tomorrow uh, with a very special, uh, three man booth to follow up. Cause I'll be out of the country next week. So thank you guys for subscribing and sticking with us. Shows might be off schedule. I know big Ray and the vet will be towing the line as well as Jimmy T and Chris Sams and Dr. Jeff Lippman and, uh, everybody kicking ass on all of the uh, shows that I, uh, just can't, uh, put the time out to do. So, uh, but all in all, I'm not going to shit on, uh, AEW show, aside from the danger of it and a couple other things psychology-wise, I thought this was a, a, a good show planned out well. Uh, it just seems like their office is trying to smile in the public, but a, a lot is going on behind the scenes that is negative. And, hey, welcome to the the biz, Briz. That is true of every fucking Fed. It's going on at Immortal right now with things I can't talk about. We have a great locker room, but it only takes one person to fucking – 
drop some poison in the well and then all of us are feeling the effects of that so uh y'all law y'all law so uh but you guys hopefully you have a good weekend ahead uh like i said keeping out for russo brand maybe we'll be going live here with a, a special update as well to, to feed the beast of wrestling monsters all across the fucking board but uh we're right in an hour it's hacker on me and i've just put in three hours in the studio with who you know thanks for subscribing channelattitude.com i'll be back tomorrow night with the smackdown live self-help group Group. And we'll break it all down. Just make sure you don't get get vaccinated. Yeah.